Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is April 15th, 2020. It is Relationship Wednesday in the radio world, and it is a time to talk about dating, right when nobody can actually go out on a date. Doesn't that kind of sound funny that you can't? Um, but for some reason this morning, I I woke up late. I, I for some there was something bothering me for you know a few days, and I had to just I had to deal with it, and I didn't want to, and I woke up where I just felt like even though I woke up at like quarter to five, I don't know how it became five thirty, but whatever it was, we, I'm, I've dealt with it. I'm dealing with it, but I couldn't. I come to get on my computer and it's turned off. And I'm like, I didn't ever turn my computer off unless it updated last night or something happened. And so then I had to upload the computer. So I'm not on chat this morning yet. So here we go. We're just getting there. But today's topic, you got to hear, I got this question and it's like a lot of times when I date someone, and you, like they're new, and let them a bit closer to me emotionally, I start to wake up during the night with horrific feelings energy. It passes when I remove myself from dating them. Why is this happening? It's really horrific. What is it about dating that is horrific? And I thought, oh, the poor thing. Could you imagine if every time you were attracted to someone or thought about dating them, that you'd wake up like having bad dreams just about dating, forget who it is. And this person also has a lot of dreams about dating. And so we've heard a lot of those dreams on Dream Theme Thursday. And A lot of them are um, around somebody wanting to have sex with, with her in one way or another. It's all about that. And she comes from, I don't want to say a completely repressive culture, but enough to make where dating is something we're always talking about or doing and worrying about or worried that you're going to do it and who is it going to be and why and in the family and you have to go through all these layers of approval. And so I thought, I am going to do a show on Relationship Wednesday about this topic. Once and for all, we just need to put it under the spotlight because dating is definitely not what it used to be. It used to be where we lived in our areas, we knew the people mostly of the area, and if we didn't know somebody, we knew someone who knew someone. So we always had a reference. But as the world got bigger and busier, it's hard to know who people are. 
on top of that, you have a repressive culture that focuses on dating and focuses on sex all the time. And so that was the only part of dating that existed without the relationship. It's not about who we have sex with. Sex is not love. So it is no wonder that your brain is scared to death of what it's going to get. It's like taking yourself to the slaughter if all that's in your mind is who, not only that you may want to be with someone, but that somebody only wants to be with you in that way. That's what someone wants. Because if that's all you're thinking about, once that happens, you're going to wonder why you rushed and then the the veil is going to come off and you're going to see the person for who they are past that. Not about I'm dating someone and we almost did it and we almost did it and we you know in in the beginning because that was also a dream. It's not about that. It's not the race to the finish line because that isn't the finish line. The finish line is the relationship working. Do you feel good around this person? I understand the whole sexual pull, but this is in in probably the the worst way you could feel it because it's the determinant of who you're going to have a relationship with or not. Because sometimes we're attracted to somebody, but we don't know how attracted because we don't know them yet. We don't know what goes on in them. We, they don't know what goes on in us. They may not want to be with us. But the way you look at dating is such a finality, like, oh, my gosh, I have to marry this person. Or you think, I want to marry this person, and then I'll get to know him. But the entire hyper-true for any issue in life, It takes you off balance. So when you look at dating, you are not looking at it with balance. What's happening in your brain is you're looking at it as a total final decision, and that would make anyone wake up in the middle of the night feeling this horrific energy. Because it's like whoever you are today will be gone. And then you just, just like the coronavirus, and then you wake up and you're someone else. If you can just look around you and see all the adults that you see, they've all had sex at some point in their life. But you don't think about that. You, you look at them and you see how their relationship works. Because it's either going to work or it's not. The first people you see that have had sex as a child are your parents. But you don't see the sex, you just see the relationship. 
you can't even imagine the sex. And so your filter question has to be, do I like this person? It's one thing to love or be curious in the beginning or think, you know, you have that feeling, that whole dopamine hits and, and you're there you go. But do I like this person? And what do I like about them? Because I know many guys, guys who've come to me. And if a girl that they met, they always would say things like, well, I would never date someone who smokes pot. This is an actual person. I would never, ever date someone who drinks like that. But then he met a girl in a different circumstance where that doesn't exist. And he really, really liked her. He felt a deep connection to her and he could not get rid of it. And he came to me and he said, started telling me about the fact that he found out she smokes pot and and you know, was putting it on social media and um, and that she drinks a lot. And he came and he said, well, you know, I don't drink or smoke pot, but, you know, that's okay. I just won't be around her when she does that. And I thought, wow, there went your, your what you thought you wanted, someone you thought you would get along best with because that's kind of like how you are. That's no judgment but it's just something he chose not to do. And then he was considering a person who does that and glorifies it and thinks it's great. So she needs someone who probably thinks that's great too because then they can enjoy that together. But if he goes in, it's going to be a point of contention, like, oh, wow, she's going out with her friends again and she's going to do that again and I can't watch. And now that's going to be a problem. So you have to, and I know that's an extreme situation. Well, not really that extreme because people end up with people that they say they would never be with. But then when that feeling hits, they want to try, they want to see. And a lot of times it's curiosity. Other times it might really be love. But you have to kind of give it time. If there was a magic formula for dating, we don't know it by now. But it definitely is a wait and see. Sometimes people don't have the patience. So what do I tell this girl who has these horrific feelings? What can I say to help ease those feelings? And I I had to think about it because... I was just going to answer her in the inbox, and I said, let me just do this one on the radio. I look up things about dating. It's all just no answers. It might give me insight, but there aren't really answers because nobody has an answer. If they did, there wouldn't be all the dating sites, which are blowing up right now because people are home. And dating sites are scary because anyone can tell you anything and you don't know any different 
and they can there's really good people on there who can woo you and make you feel special but anyone who does that and doesn't know you or has not met you I'm going to go back to exactly what I'm going to say to this young lady dating as something that is that person, particular person, is going to change your life and make it better. Your life, wherever it's at, will be something you share with someone, not something that they do for you. Like fill a slot. I want a boyfriend. If you say I want a boyfriend, you go look out for a boyfriend you're going to go, oh, he'll do. And then you'll wonder what's missing. It looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, but you're, you're just filling a slot. If you can just let go of the expectation that comes with dating and you look at dating as a, a forum, it's the only one we have, to get to know somebody, Like, I'm getting to know this person. Think of a job interview. And you go in to get a job. And you walk around and you look at the company and you go, oh, wow, this company really looks like everybody here is happy. Or like they're they're learning. They look so intense and they're, they're all running around and, you know, there's this great energy there. And you're waiting to get in for your interview and you're sitting in that chair and then they call you and you're like, wow, I really want to be part of this. This feels good. You've had about 15 to 20 minutes to see that. And then you go in and, and the person talks to you and they start putting all this pressure and saying, you know, we want our workers to work 12 hours a day. Yeah, we pay overtime, but this is a place of commitment. And they start telling you that all those people there get paid the same and it's hard to get <laughs> it's hard to get promoted. And it contradicts what you saw. You saw hustle and bustle and that. but what you on your way out will say, Oh my god, all these people are under a lot of pressure. I don't know if I can work twelve hours you know, and you start asking yourself questions because what you've seen didn't match what happened in the interview. So then you tell yourself you want to think about it. You start looking up the company. You start looking up reviews. You start looking up, you know, things like, you know, well, how long does the average employee stay at a company? And these are things I would ask in an interview. Are there people that have been here for five years? Are there people that have been here for ten years? You have the right to interview them just like, and, and usually when you do that, you're the person who will get the job. Because they'll be like, wow, this person really thinks about stuff I haven't thought about. And it opens up this, wow, I already learned something from this person who came in who cares about their life. Let's say you go out on a first meet and greet. Don't call it a date. Don't go out to a great place for dinner. Go to a a coffee shop for lunch once we can go to a coffee shop for lunch again. Ask them what they do. 
Ask them why they do it. Is it a go-between? Is it, is it what you want to be? Who you want to be? Does it identify you? <clears throat> How's your mom? How's your dad? Do you have brothers and sisters? Are you close to them? How do you feel about them? Ask about the last relationship. If they tell you how bad the other person was, put your running shoes on and take off as fast as you can go. If they start talking about how everybody wronged them, same deal. Because you're going to be that person. If they talk about how much they love their mom, how much fun they have with their family, get comfortable. Stay. Hear some more. Because that is going to be you. If they make a lot of promises and don't deliver, and you hear them say things like, God, I was going to do this, and I was going to do that, and I was going to do this, and then you say, well, what have you done? What, what have you completed? What, what took you from you wanted to to doing it? Because you may have a house of unfinished projects for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's funny, but I, I've had a couple of those, and, and they're actually pretty funny. It's become like the running joke in their lives. But the reason you feel great when you remove yourself from that is because of what you're putting on dating. No human being on the face of this earth that you're going to date is going to make your life better if you don't feel like your life is where you want it yet. Because we attract where we're at. If you're thriving in school or thriving at work or thriving in your life, you will meet the other people that are doing that because energy matches energy. We have to be able to exchange that energy with another person. If there's no exchange, there's no relationship. So if you're dating down or too far away from who you are, and all you're thinking about is the sex, yeah, you can have sex with anyone. But you can't have a relationship with anyone. That was the only piece of dating advice I got from my dad. And we weren't even allowed to date in my culture. But he would say to me, anyone can have sex. But not anyone can have a relationship where you wake up, every day and you want to be there and it feels normal to be there. They are your family. It's not like Groundhog Day where every day it's brand new. Do they love you or don't they? Because that usually exists with if you're with someone who has different grades of narcissism. Because every day is a new day. You're never stable. You're always unstable. And that's something to know before you live with somebody or make a decision to marry them. Because in the beginning, they're as charming as heck. They will sweep you off your feet. And they want everything fast. 
because they know once you get to know them, it's not going to be as much fun. And, and coming from one of the best narcissists I know, I love this man to pieces, but he's very narcissistic. He could never love himself as much as I love him. But he told me so much. And he said to me, I don't know why. Because he really doesn't know why. All of my relationships are great in the beginning. And the best part of my relationships is when I first meet someone. And then they're not good anymore. And I always thought it was everyone else's fault. But now that it's happening to me, over and over again. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I have something to do with it. And I said, in the beginning, you pay a lot of attention. And then you just plug the person in, and who wants to be plugged in? So I say to you, who, who are you plugging in? Are you, are you looking for someone to plug in? Fill a role for you? Because they're going to get you and you're going to have all this baggage on them that they have to be perfect somehow for you to stay. And it's not about being perfect because perfection is love. I may love somebody to death, but I may not be able to live with them. Does it mean I don't love them? No, it just means that Living with them was way far too stressful. For them and for myself, let's say. Women have this weird gene in them that when they meet somebody, they have to see themselves marrying them before they'll even go out with them. They're already down the aisle. They're they're just going, wow, this man, he looks great. You know, like what could be wrong? And it's not that something's wrong. It's that we have to get to know each other. That part is like the sliding scale of every relationship. How well do you know each other? How do you recover after an argument? Can you recover after an argument? Do you build resentment over time because you don't feel heard? I just had a work relationship where I wasn't heard. Not that I didn't feel heard. I've been giving them information over information over information to the point where I couldn't even do my own work. And I said, what the heck is going on here? And if you get in a relationship and you give so much of yourself and you don't get anything back, you are going to wake up with those dreams. If all you're thinking about is, this is who I'm going to have sex with. And I keep bringing that up because every single dream you ever sent me revolves around the issue, and I'm going to call it an issue because it's actually an issue for this situation. But it happens even to people who don't focus on it. It's all about their first time, when they're going to do that. And then they'll think about the rest of it. But if you're somebody who doesn't just have sex with anybody and you're just looking for that one person that you could do that with because that will tell you that you love them, you're going to be really surprised. 
really surprised. When a human being is married and they have sex with someone, and I, there's a couple, they've never had children, they've been married over 30 years. They never had children. The wife said to me when I first met her, I now know them, but at the time I did not know her husband. She said to me, I don't care who he has sex with. And they're married. I would care. But she didn't. Because she didn't look at sex as something that bound people together. But she said, I would care if he had an emotional relationship with another woman. Because somewhere in her, she's a lawyer, she somehow came to the conclusion that she knew that, you know, you would just get your body back and go on. But in in real life, it was if his heart was attached, she knew she'd be in trouble. I ended up meeting him. I know them now very well. But they taught me a lot, a lot about a different way of thinking. It's not one that I can accept for myself, but it works for them. To me, that's going way too far. If I met her husband and he thought like that, I would not be able to be married to him. Even though I love the guy, I love seeing him, I love spending time with him, I love talking to him, but I would never be able to take that in a relationship. That's just not, I'm too attached, I get too attached to the people I'm with. So because I know that, I need somebody who's just satisfied where he's at. That's a big thing to know about yourself. Because she was satisfied with the fact of the way they were married, and that worked great for her because that is who she was. And it's not good or bad. There's no judgment put on anybody. It's just not how I am. And you know that by meeting people, getting to know them, prior to just dating one person at a time. Know the difference between dating and making a commitment for it only to be the two of you. Go on a lot of first meetings because then you'll start looking at it differently. Don't just, okay, I'm dating him. Now we're going to go out. Now we're going to play the game of when, and then we'll decide if we are good together or not. Have a lot of first meetings because in it, you'll start realizing there's some that let you talk, some that you only ask questions, some that only ask questions of you but don't tell you anything about themselves. You'll start seeing people as people so that the more you know about them, the more you know about yourself and how you react. And when you know that about yourself, you will know what you're looking for. And when you know what you're looking for, you will know it when you find it. Wow, I would be best with a person who likes to stay home most of the day on our days off, who loves their job, who loves when they come home and can't wait to be with their family. 
That would be me. So somebody else who loves that, I will get along with. And the love will grow and deepen and strengthen and build stronger ties between the two of us. Know what you need to know about yourself so that you know what you're looking for and you will not be so scared. But when you feel close to someone, in heart, the sex is just the icing on the cake. If you're going to lead with the sex and those kinds of thoughts, you are going to wake up because you're just, you're like this empty vessel just putting yourself out there without thinking about why. I hope that helped you. Write me and tell me. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Think Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.